You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another cool and dry day today with a sunny sky. Tuscaloosa's high 59. Clear tonight, the low 37. For tomorrow, partially sunny with a high at 63. Sunday, cloudy, some light rain at times. Sunday's high at 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 32 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. You've been looking for love all around the world, baby, don't Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. I hate that their app is down. All my guys that uh, listen out of the area that would know what I ran into last night would be calling us, but they don't know what happened because their app's down. So hopefully we'll get that fixed. They say it's just playing constant uh, commercials there. It's pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, guys, you don't want to go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. Uh, Dad, I was, saw a guy uh, the other day, and I was he's a big basketball fan, um, and I was asking him about the new arena. And, and I've had a lot of people tell me that Nate told them, hey, don't worry about the arena as much right now. we got to have NIL money to work with. But, guys, they told me, and this guy would know, that they got a uh, – a, cost on what it would cost to build the new arena down there, Joe, by uh, the softball field. And they had budgeted $125 million to spend. And he told me that, I don't know if this is true, he makes listening, call and verify it, that when the bid came back, it was double $250 million to build it instead of the $125 uh, million there, so that's probably what put a halt to the arena. And then he's talked about the floor seats. They were talking to people that come over to have the floor seats. They want you to pay a million dollars for those seats, a one-time million dollar fee. Then buy the buy the seats there. So anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. Have you heard that about Nate wanting to put more towards the NIL money than worrying about the arena? Well, they've got plenty. You don't get that kind of you don't get that kind of prospects that they have without NIL money. Um, um, you know, NIL money is, that's the reason that these guys that they, they've gotten, they've done a good job in either getting NIL money to them or they've raised, they don't think they've raised it themselves. They have people raising it, but basketball has gotten a lot of it and uh, they've gotten you know a lot of good players because of it. So I, I would assume that uh, winning basketball games is more important than if you're winning at home and 15,000 close to it there, 12,000 cases a week game. I mean, 
game that you don't think you think you're gonna win and be up twelve. I just I just think you go along with what you got and do the best you can and keep your NIL money going. That's uh, what I think. Yeah. So now but you have jobs like you know, Texas open that has unlimited funds there. You'll have some other jobs open. Uh, do you worry about that if you're Alabama, that people may come after your coach uh, who's been pretty successful here that have? I have no idea. I mean, I don't, I don't know whether or not I'm sure he's getting plenty of money but they can raise him if they wish. Um, so, uh, you know, you, you, you know, you're always talking about Auburn's ability to, to win games and they do win games because of the, the arena they're going to lose some this year uh, at home and your theory won't be quite as strong after this year's as it has been so they've just gotten by and they won't get by a lot of their games although i don't haven't studied their schedule that much really you know alabama does not have to go to kentucky to play which is a plus for them and they've got vanderbilt twice which is a double plus uh, they do have to play Arkansas twice, but uh, you know those the schedule is, is is very very good as far as looking at the five uh, above and the I don't know that Auburn's in the five above the nine, but uh, certainly you're always looking for a team that's better than you think in the in the other nine, and that team is Missouri, of course. Uh, they're better, and. Um, you know they 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 keep you off balance the way they play and they do a good job there. So uh, Kentucky uh, will be you know Kentucky is always a, a big game, but it's also a game that you know as the coach at Alabama that your team is going to be ready to play. They're going to be excited to play, and the fans are excited to play. It's always a big deal when you beat them, um, but they're they're not quite as good as they have been. And I don't know about Arkansas. Arkansas got beat at LSU. Um, LSU had nobody back. Uh, uh, LSU is at one point down with three seconds on the clock, uh, and they foul uh, to make it a three-point game against Kentucky. So LSU is, you know, has gone in and played well. So um, Alabama, I think, plays LSU the Saturday, the next Saturday week after that. They play Arkansas after Kentucky is probably a little bit of a tough stretch, but. Uh, I think Alabama plays well uh, tomorrow, uh, plays the way they're capable of playing. I tell you, the, the big thing is Sheway is going to get his rebounds. And he's going to rebound, out-rebound probably himself or be close to it. He doesn't have the footwork that, that Timmy has. That, that, that He's not a real post-up guy. I think the big factor that, that's going to hurt Sheway and help Alabama is his putbacks won't be easy. Uh, the long arms guys, and then that's a little thing, but I think the long arm guys or the inside players and wing people of Alabama will make his putbacks very difficult uh, unless it just comes right back to him. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, well, when you lose Jabari Smith and Kessler, you're going to be down. Uh, I do st- still think Auburn's got a much better home court advantage than We're, Alabama. Uh, than Alabama. Barry, I get, I'm getting texts that we all all in the world they have on this show and ask commercials. Well, it's because the app's down. It. I just said that. The app's down. Oh, that's down. All right, to the Yellowwood hotline, get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Tom, you with us? Yeah, it's running right now. Okay. You missed my first part, Tom. It was the most important. I know. <sighs> Go ahead. What you got, my man? Let me get, that's a good no, I, I want to hear. What did you talk about? I got to hear. Well, then I went to Francis Marion and played last night, and people had told me, oh, yeah, they got this guy there. The coach used to 
pretty famous coach, and I didn't realize it. And then the, the guy coached unbelievable. His kids played extremely hard. Before the game, he had a mask on. I didn't know who it was, really. So I getting on the bus, the guy told me, a guy used to be a college coach. And, and I said, good God, those guys played so hard. This guy made so many adjustments. So I Googled it. And it was Woody Jackson. He's only like the second all-time winning his high school coach at Alabama history. And my stupid butt didn't even know it. This guy's won like uh -huh. 860 games. And you and Joe hadn't told me what I was running into down there uh, at Francis Marion. Uh, uh, you know, I live over here in Alliceville. And uh, I live I live by the school, not too far from the school. I always walk down and watch practice and uh uh, and walk over to the games too. And uh, Francis Marion, Hale County, Greensboro, <laughs> and, uh, and and then uh, and of course the county uh, teams here. There's some good basketball over here. You know, for a small school. Yeah. And uh, and uh, we get some really good games. And and uh, <laughs> the basketball coach over here, which you'll face, I think later on this month. It, uh, his parents and me and him have been friends for years. I was going to tell Coach Sanderson, uh, uh, the uh, Coach Walker here at Aliceville, yeah. his entire family, everybody in that family, all the Walker boys were great, and girls too, uh, were great basketball players. And Coach, back in the day, you remember Cliff Wyndham and, oh, sure. uh, uh, and Philip Lockett and all that bunch. That played down at York, you remember? Yeah. Oh, sure. And, we, I, I, I had them. I, had both, I don't think uh, – I don't think I don't believe Cliff Wyndham's living, is he? No, sir. He passed away. Uh, Cliff was a good did. friend of mine too. And who's uh, the other one you mentioned? Philip Lockett. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't. I think Phil's still living. He was at one of our yeah. reunions. Yeah, I, He's, uh, I, I hadn't heard any But anyway, yeah, I was going to say, uh, Coach Walker, that's the coach here at Iowa. His daddy and his uncles and all of them. They played uh, basketball over here at Iowa, and I mean, we had some great games with uh, Sumter County and, and Green County, all that kind of stuff there. Uh, it, uh, it was pretty good basketball over Shoot. here. Uh, and Aliceville, was, those guys tell me they got by far the best team in the area. So, T.A. and, and Barry Sanderson I, is in trouble. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not going to go out there and do – I mean, uh, Coach Walker, he'd choke me if I get out there and was blowing about how good they were. But uh, they look good to me, and I'm John Q. Fan. Well, they're undefeated ranked number one in the state. So, uh, yeah. and, yeah, my buddy, but my I, assistant he, lives in Aliceville. Really? Yeah. Who? Jacob Acker. Oh, yeah. I know Jacob. Yeah. Jacob's a, a baller. I wish he could play for me. Whew. I tell you what, he was a great ball player at PA. Yeah. And, um, no, at Pick. Yeah, PA. Yeah, PA. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, and, and a good guy too. Great uh, guy. To great be. guy. Yeah. And uh, I know his parents, and all. I, I, I don't know him like I know his mother. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Older. Sure. Sure. And uh. Uh, but anyway, yeah, but Coach Walker, he's interested in me. Uh, he grew up, everybody around here, me and everybody that uh, followed the team. And uh, he was a great football player and an and even better basketball player. And everybody in their brother recruited him in football for safety. He was like 6'3", 210 pounds. Mm -hmm. And everybody around here wanted him for safety. He hated football. He played because his daddy made him. But uh, – 
uh, he, 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 basketball was the thing, but, you know, none of the beat schools recruited him in basketball, but, uh, ended up at Florida A&M, did pretty good down there. And, uh, but he, he's a good guy. We, I love him today. I've been knowing him for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, anyway. I was going to ask, folks, is the time up? You're no, getting, you're you good. We don't, we don't have, you're the guest. Let's go. What you got? I was going to ask him, did you read the article about, uh, the sergeant kid out of Vestavia Hills that plays golf at, uh, Vanderbilt? Did you read the article no. in the paper about him? No, I didn't. Well, guess what? Uh, he got an invitation to go to uh, Augusta for this coming up Masters uh, tournament. Great. Yeah, and, and look here. He didn't check any of the boxes for the – you know how that you have to qualify to be, get an invitation to the Masters? He did not check any of those boxes. He was the NCAA champion. And uh, I thought about you when I was reading the article and, I, and and some of the conversations you had with Doug, and uh, and I wanted to call you and ask you. You know, he they got their their format of how how you qualify to get in. You know, and uh, yeah, sure. But 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 he didn't make. And I just wondered when I was reading that article, are the masters kind of stepping out there a little bit and testing the waters about? bringing some of these young golfers in to kind of help the PGA out. Could you see yeah, that? Yeah, maybe so. If he, if he won the NCAA, you said he won the NCAA tournament? Yeah, but he wasn't a U.S. amateur. You know, that's always been their criteria. Yeah. The amateur, yeah. U.S. amateur, amateurs from, uh, you know, foreign countries, they would give them an invitation because yeah. they've always been, you know, so hyped up on promoting amateurism in golf. Yeah. Um I don't know anything about. I don't know what the PGA is is doing. Very going to be very interesting, as you know. We haven't talked about it. Uh, they have allow are going to allow. We want to use the word allow the people that are that qualify that are in the LIV. Right. If they qualify, they're going to play. Now, you know, people misunderstand. They think that everybody that's in the LIV is going to get to play in Augusta. That's not correct. Everybody they have to qualify, just like you talked about. They had to check all the boxes. In order to play, but if they are LIV people, they can play now. That's that's the only thing I've been able to find out much about. Well, you know uh, that's interesting because I, I, when I was reading the article, I was thinking about that. You know that they're going to allow people that have qualified their, yeah. by their standards, not everybody, yeah. not LIV, yeah, but by sure. the master standards. Uh, yeah. Winning on the PGA Tour, for instance. Uh, being in the top fifty of the last Masters, and you know what I'm talking about. Well, you know, past winners. There, you know, you got Phil Phil, who's who's won the Masters right. twice, and DJ. Uh, uh, yeah, those guys. So uh, those guys are going going to get an invite, so they should be satisfied with that. It's kind of quiet, quieted down a little bit, but we'll we'll see if any of uh, Cantley. I know it's where Cantley has uh, dropped his his deal with Titleist and somebody else. So I'm not sure what's going on there with some of these guys. I hope to find out from Doug on Monday. Yeah, I, I'm going to call back Monday and uh, uh, remind you. I, I wanted yeah. to get Doug to take on this, sergeant, <laughs> on this sergeant kid from Vestavia Hill and okay. uh, get his take on that a little bit. And on the uh, on the Masters kind of letting the guard down a little bit to let to send him an invitation. 
I don't, I don't, I can't answer that. But uh, uh, I guess they, if, I guess that was one box that was, that was doing what he did. That that checked it sent right in. But, um, but I don't. That's know they, exactly. They, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking yeah. you're right about that because yeah. see, if they look at the NCAA champion, that's amateur, right? And yeah. uh, uh, and so they look at him, and then that is an expansion. Uh, of of a way to get into uh, the Masters, but more important is is uh, an expansion on these young guys that's in college to try to get them on the PGA Tour before LIV gets them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, this this going to be an interesting coming up year to see exactly what happens if if there are going to be rule changes as to far as to who can play where, and uh, there'll be another court case, I'm sure. Well, I'm you know I'm sure the champions will always be able to get back to the masters but those guys that are you know being able to get at it based on qualifying with points that those eventually will go away though tom and those guys won't be that's eligible for the masters. Right. yeah so that's exactly that's why i'm saying that you're seeing augusta reach out to these college kids yeah and it's really a, a real benefit to the pga uh if they reach out there to them and get them kind of in their claws so to speak uh, and I don't mean that ugly, but sure. kind of gets them in their group. Uh, well, it helps, them for, the it helps them for the future. It helps them for the future, yeah. not going to LIV. Yeah, exactly. if, they're good, if they're good enough. Yeah, well, because you don't – I can see the LIV going and trying to pluck those kids out of college, get them some, you know, five, ten sure. million the guaranteed money to come on over to the tour. And uh, so maybe that's what – That'd be a way to rob the PGA so they get the, get the future. Yeah, that's right. And, Cut it off before it gets there. That's right. Thank you, Tom. Hey, thank y'all. Except for you didn't tell me what I was running into last night with Woody Jackson. Uh, when they introduce the guys, Joe, listen, and when they say he's a Hall of Fame coach, sometimes they're just making it up. No, this guy is in the Hall of Fame. He's the, Pebble, he's the John Wooden of high school basketball, and this idiot on this microphone didn't even know it. First in Maine, well, it didn't make any difference. It did. Thurston Main, I would have been more respectful. Not that I was disrespectful, but I would have gone out of my way to just tell him how much I appreciated what he's done for kids in basketball. And so I feel bad about that. I'll see him Thursday. Hopefully he comes. First in Main Condo, well, hopefully he doesn't come. Maybe somebody will coach it forward. First in Main Condos, three bedroom, three and a half bath, washer and dryer and clothes, stainless steel appliances, all. Granite countertops, electric energy efficient appliances, right there. Internet and direct TV are provided with this condominium. 10 foot ceilings, large patios with upper level river views, easy access to the river walk. You can get down there and do some exercise. Gated property with security cameras located in the historic district of downtown Norport. Reminds me a little bit of Mayberry right there, uh, Joe, uh, right there. Right down from City Cafe, uh, Billy's, great places to shop there. Get in your car right over the bridge, and you're in downtown Tuscaloosa. Another two or three minutes, you're at Bryant-Denny Stadium, so the location is outstanding. Give them a call today. One month free rent if you tell them you heard it on inside the locker room. 205-657-7465 or go to firstdomaincondos.com. It's the Tide 100.9 is the home of Alabama sports. 
is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama Crimson Tide football's annual A-Day game will be held on Saturday, April 22nd, 2023. Former Alabama running back Trey Sanders is transferring to TCU. Former Alabama defensive back Shaheem Carter is signing with the Tennessee Titans practice squad. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, authorities still working that wreck involving an overturned vehicle on US 82 westbound at Ecola Road. You can expect delays. And the railroad crossing at Greensboro at the train station will have intermittent closings today, so you might want to use 359 instead. It's a brand new month, brand new year, and brand new savings for you at Townsend Nissan. Go grab a deal. I'm Captain Ray. 365 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe too. Alabama's move over law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this state. If you like burrito- which you do because everyone does. You should try Taco Bell's Chipotle Ranch and Salsa Verde Grilled Chicken Burritos. These masterpieces start with a warm flour tortilla that we stuff with grilled chicken. But the real over all the latest news around the Crimson Tide, we're going to get you ready for the weekend with a lot more. Starting at 2 o'clock here on the game on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another cool and dry day today with a sunny sky. Tuscaloosa's high 59. Clear tonight below 37. For tomorrow, partially sunny with a high at 63. Sunday, cloudy, some light rain at times. Sunday's high at 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 32 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Alabama touchdown. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Now, I met an old friend in a bar the other night, and he got a little drunk, and he wanted to fight, and he jumped up and challenged every man in the room. Welcome back to Inside the Locker. Picture Tita Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, guys, you don't want it. Uh, that, uh, you know, these kids uh, go through some things and they don't understand at the time. And then they look back on it. Even now, uh, you know, two or three years from now, Bryce Young's talking about um, his first year at Alabama uh, and it's an article in AL.com. How it was a humbling freshman year, but he calls it a blessing. Now, when he was going through it, obviously he didn't think it was a blessing. The runner back for the Pittsburgh Steelers was a guy who uh, was maybe looking to get out of here. Derrick Henry was a guy after his freshman year was looking to get out of here. I think the portal would have been the way it is now. Those guys may have jumped. Uh, and I quote, well, they Bryce, would have. I quote Bryce Young. He says it was a great experience. We're talking about. 
his experience his first year. Uh, it was a great experience for me. It was extremely humbling. Young said, I think that's why I wanted to come here. Everyone comes here as a huge recruit. Everyone has options. Everyone comes in for competition, having things in your background, but coming in together and making sure you're pushing each other. That's why I wanted to come here, and I think that's what Alabama did for me. It allowed me to compete. And he goes on to you know, talk about uh, sitting my freshman year is something I haven't done before, Young said Monday. It was hard. I'm a competitor, and I want to play, but it was a blessing in disguise. But I think being able to learn from Mac Jones to watch that offense and then the team operate and being there every step of that way, it really helped me and ended up being extremely beneficial in my career. I trust the process, and I'm happy to be here. Uh, just talk well, about that. Well, that's the reason the transfer report is so bad. Uh, when guys take their time and they watch the guys in front of them play, and they learn from the offensive coordinator, who nobody, of course, likes, but uh, who teaches them and does a good job of teaching them. Um, you know, it helps them so much. So the transfer portal is is bad. Uh, there's no doubt Derrick Henry them been gone. 88 now the gate. Several of those good kids would have been gone because they got, you know, they worked they worked hard, and um, but they they stayed and they got an opportunity to watch somebody that was playing ahead of them knowing if they kept their nose clean and could continue to get better, that we won't be in that spot. And that, that that's the key. It, it's a, um, you know, whether you're easy or hard on them, whatever. You know, I used to say they were, they, a lot of my guys would leave. But people are leaving now everywhere. Nobody's happy with anything. Uh, you can't coach them anymore as well. You, you, it's, just, it's just a bad deal. I, I just... Uh, Nothing you can you can do about it because they're they don't get good they don't get good at you know they do it themselves but they also don't get good advice from their high school coaches sometimes in some places from their parents um, from people who count uh, who understand and it's uh, it, it's people who leave and then uh, we don't know the number of people who have left and are not taken at not taken by anybody. And, t- and then can't go back, uh, and they don't have a scholarship. Yeah, so many times we see guys uh, in, in coaching in college, even in high school, where a guy realizes he's probably not in the rotation, and so their work ethic slips uh, because, hey, I'm not going to play uh, this year. I'm not going to play tonight. And so they don't practice the way they should. Will Anderson talked about Bryce. He said Bryce did a great job of handling it. Uh, he came to work every day. He worked so hard. There wasn't one day where Bryce slacked off. He was always working like his number could be called at any time. He goes on to say everybody had a ton of respect for Bryce because he wasn't cocky. The unanimous All-American said he came in humble. Uh, he worked his tail off, and now he's at the point where he can help him and his family out and I'm very proud of him so many times we see that's why one thing with coach Odom when he said I never want a kid to think he's red shirting uh let's get to the season let's get games into the season and then we'll make a decision if you tell a guy here in October that he's gonna red shirt he'll turn it off he won't work as hard uh but here Bryce is a different kind of kid we can learn so much from a kid like that who 
was coming to practice every day, although Mac Jones was a starter and he was working like his the next play he was going to be in. They just don't they don't make enough kids like that anymore, uh, do they, Dad? That this work? Well, like that? no, you know that's, that's an individual thing, and what he's learned that what he's learned through life, and that's just the way he is. It's uh, interesting to see for me to see uh, how how this uh, youngster that hasn't played very much for Alabama is going to do in, as the quarterback of Alabama next year. Uh, so, uh, Frank and kids. So we'll see what happens. It's. Uh, it is not easy to sit there as a quarterback who has played in high school and been recruited very hard, and he's sitting there watching somebody else play, not for one game, for 12. And and to pull that uniform off and put it over in the locker room, and, you know, that, that's, that's uh, easy to talk about, but not easy to do. Uh, easy for people like me to talk about, but not easy to do if it, your son is, you know, and you're the dad. You're saying, "Well, I don't, I don't understand. I don't think so and so is, you know, you ought to be." And that never came down. Um, a little bit, you know, the the mother and dad of, of, of Bryce have not really stuck in there as far as being wanting to be seen a lot. You know, they'll throw the camera on them because they are who they are. But it's not a deal where he's on the field shaking hands with everybody. The dad is and all that kind of jazz. It's just. You know, it's been raised right. Yeah, I want to uh, give a shout-out to one of my players as well. Last night we got back, and this kid played probably, I think he played 50 seconds. Uh, and he works hard, a little bit undersized. We got back. You know, it's a tough game, tough environment, long bus ride home. Uh, it's late. It's 10-something. And uh, Hayden's his name, Henson. And he is there. He's rolling out. He's getting everything off the bus. Like, nobody asked him to. He's got the trainer stuff. He's rolling the cooler in there, and everybody else had kind of gotten in their cars and left. Here's a guy that played 50 seconds, had every reason to get off the bus and say, and go get in his car. That's the kind you notice. Yeah, go get in his car and uh, head home. Instead, he came in, he rolled the cooler in. I said, well, let's take that to my office. And he said, anything else? You need anything else, Coach? Here, I'm feeling... Uh, I'm feeling bad because the kid only played 50 seconds and he is giving back and, and, and move, carrying stuff in and doing all those things. And the guys, the other guys are gone. And I said, man, that, that right there means something. Like this kid had every reason sure to not help. Sure and, and he did. So I appreciate it. I want to give Hayden a shout out for that. All right, Dad, let's talk about Constant Companion. Then we'll take a break, get in, we'll get Mike Brown in. Well, my um, Sam's getting me up about four in the morning, and I got to force something this morning uh, because she's uh, whatever want a little restroom. But the constant companion's done a good job with her. When I take her down, she's had all her shots. Uh, they're at two zero five six three five zero three one three. If you if you have a new pet and you want uh, somebody to check him and, or him or her that you that you trust. Uh, if you trust me, I can tell you Dr. Foster and them will do a great job. It's on Nar- it's on Narrows, on Highway 280, and I would suggest you go down there and tell them that you heard on our show, and they'll give you half price. Um, so it's 635-0313. This is Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, authorities still working that wreck involving an overturned vehicle on US 82 westbound at Ecola Road. You can expect delays. And the railroad crossing at Greensboro at the train station will have intermittent closings today, so you might want to use 359 instead. It's a brand new month, brand new year, and brand new savings for you at Townsend Nissan. Go grab a deal. I'm Captain Ray. 365 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe too. Alabama's move over law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. The University universal truth of women's shoes. The cuter they are, the more they hurt. You have to put your best foot forward, and if your best foot is an ugly shoe, oh my goodness. Lee Sand thought she... For the modern-day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic, they've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Mizzenamain. And if you haven't tried the Mizzenamain dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. <laughs> Dollar, dollar. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. We're right up to the Alabama One Hotline. You know the music. Bringing our main man with www.alabamaone.org, Mike Brown. Happy New Year, Mike. How are you? Happy New Year, Barry. Happy New Year. How are y'all doing? Good morning. We're doing yeah, great. Good. We're doing great. Tell us about Alabama One and what you guys are doing to kick off this 2023. Oh, man, we're already starting blowing and going at Alabama 1. I know that we normally talk with you about the latest, greatest promotion or, or way that we're saving money. We've been talking about all the different products and services that Alabama 1 offers. And we talked briefly last time about our expanding into the east side of the state, something we're really excited about. But uh, one service that we're, we're trying to highlight this, this year that a lot of our members don't even realize that we have is we have a full suite of financial and investment and retirement services at Alabama 1. And not just, hey, you know, swing by and we'll refer you to this website or call this phone number. We actually have a team of financial advisors on staff with Alabama One that can talk to you from everything from ways to save a little bit of money or maybe you're getting to retirement age of how you want to plan or just even planning. And uh, we're opening that to you get that free visit with them just to go have consultation, have a conversation with Tyler, Travis, maybe even Lindsay or Courtney up there in that area. But we have a team, a group at Alabama One that can help you. With all of those financial, how much money can I earn, inheritance, rollovers, estate planning, the whole nine. Um, and we take care of that for you with Alabama One. You know, that's a interesting deal. That a lot of people have stuff scattered everywhere. Um, you know, and if you could bring everything and kind of get it in a one-stop shop with you, you got your insurance, you guys got the credit card, you got your mortgage opportunities. Now you're talking about... Uh, other areas where if you get every, it's just much easier to manage everything if you can bring it under one umbrella, isn't it, Mike? Albert, I completely agree. And, you know, we try to be good what we're good at, and we don't pretend that we're experts at every facet of financial, but we try to have a product or service offering to service our members wherever they may be at their financial stage of life. And so we've talked about that. We have those 
new starting out accounts when you're trying to build credit and start your financial journey, if you will. And we talk about our staff and education for those that are coming in to ask questions because maybe it's intimidating. But even right up there, you might have been working for 20, 30 years. We, we deal with a lot of uh, members, potential members that don't even aren't even aware of the benefits of the credit union that are coming up to that next stage of life. And, and quite frankly, it can be a little bit intimidating. And uh, just to have a conversation with somebody and say, hey, you know, what's next? Uh, what should I be drawing from Social Security versus what can some of my retirement funds do? We had a, a member in the other day that was receiving RSA retirement, and she was like, well, wait a minute. They're forcing me to take my distribution now. And it's like, well, let's, let's have you have a conversation with our financial advising group and tell them what they can do. And maybe they can either earn some more money on the big bucket that's out there or set you up on a monthly distribution to help live off of. And that's what those guys do up in that department. They help walk you through those stages. And Barry, we've talked about this. Just a good group of people to ask those questions to, because if you don't ask, you don't know. You know. And that's what our job is at Alabama One Credit Union, just to help those people out through their financial journey. Yeah, and you also want to be comfortable with the people you're talking with. I can tell you firsthand uh, through the services that I use out there that you guys are, are easy to talk to. You don't uh, you don't put pressure on people. You want to make them comfortable, but then. Uh, when you get to know your customer, and then you want to go find the best solution for them. So I think, you know, you can take that part out of it by feeling uh, pressure. Sometimes uh, financial conversations are hard to have, but you guys are always welcoming and do a terrific job of make, giving you that down-home feeling there at Alabama One. No, we appreciate it, Barry, and that's something that we strive for. So I love, I love hearing that. Look, even though this group may be concentrated, the group works out of our main office over there in front of Home Depot off the veteran Veterans Memorial in Tuscaloosa, they have no problem with a quick phone call, talk to you about what your options are, and then they might need to come meet you at the branch. I was uh, One of our guys, Travis, was out there at the branch up there by County High. He just happened to talk to the branch manager, said, hey, I got somebody up in that market I'd like to come sit with. And that person didn't have, just met him at the branch there and didn't have to drive all the way into the main office, uh, kind of meets you where you are if we have a, an available space. That's what that group does. Like you said, we try to do it without any type of intimidation, just a good casual conversation to help you out any way we can. Mike, before we get you out of here, how the Seminoles, they, they, we know basketball's down a little bit this year, but football, <laughs> so we'll stick to football. Football recruiting end up okay for you guys? Oh, yeah, very, very pleased with some of the – I mean, we were flipping everything from the state of Florida. You know, we were bragging about that at the end of last year uh, for Florida State to be over Miami, uh, to be over Florida, the Gators. And just to have that kind of uh, – that's kind of such a big deal in the state of Florida for them. And, and all those recruits will start looking. We flipped a couple even during the Miami game to come over, and they actually committed after right before Christmas that were actually at the Florida-Miami game for Miami. They ended up committing with Florida State. Uh, and we've picked up some really good talent in the transfer portal. I'm just – I'm really excited for next year for the way the team's continuing to develop and not only bringing in some young talent but having some uh, tenured leadership on the team. I think it's going to really prove to continue to see these Seminoles grow in a way they haven't done in years past. Mike, we appreciate you, my man. Look forward to uh, talking to you throughout the year of 2023. Have a great weekend. Thank I appreciate you. it, guys. All right, thank you. Mike Brown with Alabama One. We want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern for making this 7 o'clock hour possible. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, you don't want it. You just a tied 100.9. It's your home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic.
From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, authorities still working that wreck involving an overturned vehicle on US 82 westbound at Ecola Road. You can expect delays. And the railroad crossing at Greensboro at the train station will have intermittent closings today, so you might want to use 359 instead. It's a brand new month, brand new year, and brand new savings for you at Townsend Nissan. Go grab a deal. I'm Captain Ray. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, ETA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Coming up, Coming up. on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Friday edition of the game, we're going to talk to Rodney Orr, TiderInsider.com. We'll cover all the latest news around the Crimson Tide. We're going to get you ready for the weekend with a lot more. Starting at 2 o'clock here on the game on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And Doug. Hey, listener. Welcome to Lemu's Karaoke Lounge, where Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need, and the music never stops. Touchdown, Alabama. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. We probably need to uh, talk a little bit about this Kentucky game. All right, we got one guest here, uh, then we'll get to all Kentucky. Okay, uh, before we do it, though, Allstate Insurance, Andrew Knifer. He is my Allstate agent. Let Andrew become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Norport. Give him a call today for the free estimate, 205 722 Zero one, or go to the Andrew Kniffer Allstate Facebook page. Right, every Friday we do a quick uh, a TA segment, and we got uh, actually Tom Dad from Aliceville called, and I asked him about Jacob Acker, who uh, is from that area. There, he he teaches math out of TA. He was a he played for Mike Newell. Dad, remember Mike Newell? He used to be the coach sure. at Little Rock, and I was up at West Alabama. Uh, he's uh, helping me coach there at uh, Tuscaloosa Academy, also with the girls teaching math. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Morning. I'm good. Good morning. How you doing, sir? I- I'm making it. Uh, did you realize that last night we were playing the John Wooden of high school basketball? I, this morning, as I started Googling uh, Woody Jackson, he's in the Alabama High School hall of fame uh so there was no wonder that we were uh being out or i was being out coached last night and this guy's we're making t- uh, tremendous adjustments there just uh it was a tough night uh wasn't it jacob 
It was. I guess that makes me look like a pretty bad assistant. Not a very good scouting report on that one. Should I blame him, Dad? Should I blame Coach Acker? No. No, you don't blame anybody. You just got to play better. Yeah, uh, but they, they did a good job. Uh, and, and Jacob is an excellent player himself. Uh, he'll practice with us sometimes, and our guys can't guard him. But, Jacob, uh, this TA segment is brought to you by uh, the tax organization out at Tuscaloosa Academy. You're, you're teaching math there as well. Just talk about a little bit about your experience in the classroom and then taking that onto the court and helping these uh, young men and women uh, in a sport that they love. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of grew up an outsider, I guess, from TA, uh, being in, from West Alabama and the Owlsville area. I was kind of the rival at Pickens Academy. So uh, when I first got the experience, it a couple years ago is, as your assistant, you know, I kind of got to experience the, the culture of the school. Uh, I really get to know the kids. and Man, they work so hard. Uh, and they're really good kids. And uh, the same way they work in sports is, you know, they probably work just as hard, if not harder, in the classroom. So it's easy, honestly. I mean, it's never truly easy, but it's a lot easier when, when they work as hard as they do. And, they, you know, their effort's always there in the classroom as well. So it's fun to teach them. They're great kids. they got great families. So, yeah, I really enjoy it. Yeah, the environment there is is fun. These kids will they'll do anything you ask them. Sometimes there's areas we want to want to push them in. Uh, just talk about a little bit about the uh, our season there. Uh, he's uh, worked with the post guys there, but a kid like Walker McKee, uh, who's worked extremely hard, he got a, a an offer last night from Marion Military. So I appreciate that junior college being out to watch him. Just talk a little bit about. Our guys and how hard you've seen a guy probably reminds you a lot of yourself, Walker McKee's work to earn these opportunities. Right. Well, if I would have worked like Walker, there's no telling what might have happened with me. I do not have that motor that he has. He's he's a rare kid, and I think that uh, I love to see him get the the recognition that he's getting because uh, we've known that about him, right? We've known he he could play, and uh, I think being kind of in the private school association sometimes. You know, kids, we don't see the same level of competition, so kids don't get uh, the recognition. Um, but, you know, now that Walker's kind of had a great start to the season, uh, now that's going to command a little more attention from these teams we play. And so it's going to be tougher for him. But, uh, man, he's a great player. And, you know, anytime you, you see him do well, it makes you feel good as a coach because uh, you know the, the amount of work he puts in it. And it's the same for our other guys. Uh, uh, it's good to see them. You know, we had some 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 success early uh i think we caught some people by surprise but now it's kind of it's kind of switching a little bit so now you kind of got a target so to speak so uh you kind of got to switch up your approach i guess and uh you know i think our guys will respond uh it's a long season and uh this the 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 mid-season point's always kind of difficult um and you know losing a guy to injury especially on the boys team was was tough um, but um, I think we'll be fine. It's it's a lot of fun. I know me and you have talked about it so much about how competitive it is each night. Uh, you got to bring it every night, or you know, if you have a bad one like uh, we've had some, uh, you're not going to win those because uh, these teams are good and uh, they're well coached, and it's a it's a fun fun league to play in. Uh, Dad, we need your help. Uh, Jake and I both need your help. Uh, both our teams. He's coaching the girls' teams as well. Uh, neither team, you know, they played hard, but they weren't successful. We got a big 
deal next week. So today you, you're trying to decide, do you give them Friday off and practice Saturday or do you give them, you know, most high school kids want to have Saturday off. How hard do you push them? Like I had some kids that played a lot of minutes, but I need to do some toughness drills, like take a charge drill and doing some things, but you don't want to get anybody hurt. So how do you handle that when you come off a, when you got to make your kids tougher and understand the environments that they're going in they've never been into, how do you handle that in practice when guys are really tired? How do you know when to back off of them and when to really push them in these situations? Well, I go half court with them for a little bit and go live. I mean, I walk through I walk through whatever I want to teach them, and then I go live with, with that particular thing hard right there for five minutes. Um, and then, uh, you know, anything that we did – Offensively or defensively, I, I put it on a half court basis. Uh, if if my guys are in shape, okay, and and leave the you know, take charge drills maybe to Monday. Uh, there are some cases where you just completely beat up that you give them rest. You just you don't you don't practice at all. Um, but I would, yeah, I do one of two ways. I would only I'd kill them. I, I would just walk through the mistakes they make. And, and go through it live. And you have some, and I think you went through this, Jacob. I think you go through it. I know I do. There's some guys that played so many minutes that need rest. So, And then the other guys you need to practice that because they will lose their conditioning because they may only sure. play a couple of minutes. How do you – and so you don't – you got to explain it to them, but you maybe take the ones that don't need the running, put them to the side, let the other guys run. That's just part of it, right? Kids are going to have to well, – sure, but it's according to how many kids you got. Yeah. You know, if you got enough kids to do that, that's great. If you don't have enough kids, you got trouble. But if you got enough kids to do that, then you let the let those guys have gone through – Correct their mistakes. Let those other guys go full. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right, Jake. Before we let you get out, uh, talk about the semester. Get started back uh, on Wednesday. Uh, we, we are fortunate to uh, have some really good kids that are striving hard academically. Uh, TA provides a, a great environment for that, and now we're giving it to them athletically as well by playing in the public school league there. So. Uh, you know, I see some of these kids' ACT scores, they're, they're out the roof uh, because they've, they've worked hard, they've learned how to study. So not only are we trying to prepare kids for life, but uh, the school is they're preparing kids to be able to handle college when they get there. Right. Uh, I think I'm just looking forward to, you know, as a coach and, you know, really as a player, I always enjoyed that, that time of Christmas break where, you know, all you really got to focus on is ball a little bit. Uh, but I enjoy getting back to the structure. Uh, I think the kids uh, enjoy do well in the structure as well as of just having their normal school day and you know practice in the afternoons and getting back to kind of that that normal day to day that they're they're more used to because um, uh, then we see them more and you know I see them more throughout the day and it's kind of easy for me to interact with them, kind of check in with them uh, versus just you know see them at practice, see them at the game when we get there, or whatever. Yeah. So I look forward to the structure, and uh, you know, I love I love to have them in the classroom to get to see a different side of them, and uh, get to challenge them there. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to get back to that. I know my my kids are looking forward to being back in school as well. Yes, I'm sure you're looking forward to getting your kids back in school. Uh, it's a lot easier when the kids are in. Uh, yeah, structure is good. Structure is good. Yeah, I didn't say that part though. Oh, you know, I said it for you. Thank you, Jacob. I'll see you later Thank on you. today. All right, thank uh, you. All right, good. Uh, Dad, do you know about Sonny? Will Sonny be joining us this morning? I don't have any idea. Okay. I think I have not called him, so okay. I don't know. All right, well, I'll tell you what. We'll take a break. We'll check on Sonny, and then we'll also break down this Kentucky 
uh, Alabama game and just see what your thoughts are. You know, you bring in a team that, uh, you know, they're used to, they're always playing in front of sellout. So that's not a big deal for those guys. So, uh, you know, Alabama's going to have to play really well. We can discuss that when we get back to break. Royal Cleaners making life easy for you. 205-391-0034. They'll come right to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up and deliver it right back. University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, Northport, Rice Mine Road. If you want to drop off, if you want them to come to you, just dial this number. 205 391 Zero zero three four Royal Cleaners. Tell them that Whip and Barry sent you. That's the Tide 100.9. That's the home of Alabama sports. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Friday morning. The national average for gasoline has gone up 17 cents a gallon since the first of the year. It's a 14% a gallon rate hike in Alabama, up to $3.06 a gallon. In Tuscaloosa County, gas stands at $3.07 a gallon. Perry County continues to have the highest price for gasoline in all of West Alabama at $3.22 a gallon. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news. I'm Don Hartley. Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, authorities still working that wreck involving an overturned vehicle on US 82 westbound at Ecola Road. You can expect delays. And the railroad crossing at Greensboro at the train station will have intermittent closings today, so you might want to use 359 instead. It's a brand new month, brand new year, and brand new savings for you at Townsend Nissan. Go grab a deal. I'm Captain Ray. A story of first downs and second chances. Meet former pro football player Michael Robinson. I wanted to keep playing, but my feet hurt. And all those big league experts couldn't help? Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Coming up, Coming up on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Friday edition of The Game, we're going to talk to Rodney Orr, TiderInsider.com. We'll cover all the latest news around the Crimson Tide. We're going to get you ready for the weekend with a lot more. Starting at 2 o'clock here on The Game on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another cool and dry day today with a sunny sky. Tuscaloosa's high 59. Clear tonight, the low 37. For tomorrow, partially sunny with a high at 63. Sunday, cloudy, some light rain at times. Sunday's high at 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 35 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app. Welcome 
Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Right, uh, tomorrow we talked about the SEC games. Actually, CBS, Vanderbilt, Missouri. I'm not sure why that game's on CBS. But ESPN, that game's at 11 o'clock. But 12 o'clock's the game we care about. Um, not Georgia, Florida. Uh, but Kentucky comes to Alabama. And, Dad, I said it right before we went off. Kentucky is like Kentucky basketball is like Alabama football. Every time they go somewhere – it's a sellout. It's the biggest game of the year. Uh, everybody always wants tickets for that game. They may not go to any other game. They want Kentucky tickets. You'll find a lot of Kentucky fans will be in the arena tomorrow, and you'll be looking up saying, how in the world did they get those seats? Uh, the blue will be in there. It's just different when they come. Those, they, they are used to this environment when they go on the road because they do it all the time. Yeah, they do, and the one good thing about your team, the team that you're coaching, you know your kids will be ready to play. You're always concerned about that, but uh, certainly they're led by Sheway, who's an outstanding player, and uh, uh, you know he's averaging, I think, 16 points a game and uh, 13 rebounds a game, So, which is big. The Wallace kid is a little freshman kid, not little, but a 6'4 freshman kid that's played fairly well for him. Uh, they haven't really put it together as a team quite as well as they need to. Um, I think the big thing that I said earlier was that I, I don't. I think the, I don't think the offensive boards that Sheway gets will be easy for him to first, unless it's just a complete uh, blank on the other side where he doesn't have anybody around him. Uh, his putbacks will be hard. Alabama does a good job with their length of trying to you know stop the second shots, and they'll, they'll do so. And but teams that will. Shoot the ball well with a three. Uh, Alabama's averaging 10 maids a game, which is 30 points, and um, been to the line more than anybody, in, uh, been more to the line more than Kentucky has. They've been to the line something like 25 times a game, and uh, Kentucky only 18, which is a surprise. So, I, and I don't know what the line in the game is. I haven't been able to find out. So, uh, I, I'm guessing that. Uh, if I had to guess, I'm guessing Alabama's a five-point favorite. But I just, I just a wild guess on my part. I know nothing about gambling much, so. But I would say that might might be somewhere in the neighborhood of where Alabama would be a five-point favorite. So I don't know. All right, how do you, uh, you know, there's two schools of thought here. You say, all right, look, we're going to play Sheway one-on-one down there. He probably will get his 16, and that's fine. We just don't want to give every, anybody else open looks. So if we start doubling, then we're giving kind of not great shooters wide open looks. They hit a couple, they get going. Or do you say we got to cut Sheway 16, right at 17 points a game down? Uh, how do you hand, guard a guy Well, like you that? do a little of both, I think. You, you decide who you feel like you can double off of if you can, then you double off of them. Sheway is not going to be uh, a guy who is going to take the basketball and, and make a post move. He's uh, he's going to be a guy that don't, if you don't stop the dribbler, uh, the dribbler will get in position to throw the lob pass to him for an easy shot. Uh, that that's that's where you'll get his hurt. So. You have to you have to defend the dribbler and keep the dribbler much pressure on the dribbler as you can, um, because the lob pass will come to Sheway quite a bit. He's not going to be a guy who's going to take it and then do something with it. He's going to be a face up shooter uh, off the break. Uh, he'll come down and he'll be a face up shooter because he 
he stayed in, in, in here because he got a million dollars by, by the University of Kentucky to, to study, not the university, but the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, LIV stuff, I mean the LIV, but the, uh, money stuff. So he's NIL, still, you got it, coach. He, NIL. So he, he'll make a, a million dollars off of that. But he's the face up shooter. And he's, he's, a, he's, a, a guy that wants to improve his face up shooting because that's what he's going to do uh, a great deal, uh, in the pros. Uh, so he was paid enough to stay, and he's built the other kids that are around him. The Wheeler kid is is a good player. He's gotten better. He shoots it better. Not a great player, but a good player, and gets the ball to the open people. They have not shot the basketball extremely well on a consistent basis from the, from the perimeter. Uh, the Wallace kid, a uh, young kid from Dallas, who's uh, about, about a 6'4 kid, is, is, is a pretty good freshman for him. But the kid, and I forgot his name now. Uh, I need to need to find that out. The kid from Kentucky who is was recruited from um, uh, University of Iowa. He did not recruit it, but decided to come from from Iowa to uh, to uh, Kentucky, who was supposed to be the the answer to their three point shooting. Um, has not, you know, has it's not worked for him very well, and he's. Uh, you know, a really good player, but uh, he uh, his hometown is Cincinnati. He, I think, he's originally, uh, as I said, he played. Uh, uh, he went to Iowa. He's six three, one eighty five. He busted his little finger in one of these last games and tried to tape it up, and it's affected his. But his shooting was affected before he before he busted it. And his name's C.J. Frederick. Now, whether C.J. will get in there to play or not, I'm not sure. A uh, guy like Wheeler, he is, he's made 15 threes. Uh, that's not what he wants to do. Um, he wants to get in the lane and then make the passes, uh, the Sheway, the dump downs, uh, those type of plays. How do you guard a guy like that? Some people play, say play off of him. I've always said, then you give that kid a head of steam coming at you. If you play yeah. too far off, if you're up on him, uh, he can get by you. So those, but he's not a great shooter. Although he's three point percentage is not that bad, but he's been pretty selective on the ones that he's taken. Yeah, yeah. You're pretty active. You got to be pretty active on Sheway defensively. You I mean you got to move your feet and be active. And it, 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 occasionally, as you as you as activity occurs, you can be some front. You can be some front on him. But um, you know, you've got to both teams. The team that wins is going to shoot the three pretty well. And also, they're going to defend. Uh, I mean, they're going to get some second and thirds off of that. Now, the rebounding factor for both teams is way, way on Alabama's side. They're they're the number one rebounding team in the league. Uh, should be uh, uh, kid from South Carolina is, is with a headband on now, which but he's just very, very good, very strong kid. Uh, doesn't look strong, but he is strong. Um, Charles is not Betty Alco is not playing quite as much as he's been playing. But uh, it means. But you're playing nine people, and you're playing nine people uh, double minutes. That's Alabama. So your depth is good, and it's no comparison. You know, most of the time you say Kentucky's got great depth against you, but it's not the case here. Alabama's depth is the best depth in the league, I think, and uh, they're you know they're very talented. And I would say you know it'd be a probably a very decent tough game, but I think Alabama wins. All right, uh, John Calipari, uh, you know, he's getting a lot of criticism. I think yep. he's, he's 
yeah. been around the block or two. He's used to criticism. That's not going to phase him. And he no. he generally will come in with a better game plan than maybe you expect. Uh, just thoughts about Calipari and him just probably taking it one game at a time, knowing he's got some talent over there, just trying to get it get it going. Uh, just talk about the situation Kyle's in. Well, he's not going to do he's not going to do anything anything different much. He's going not going to play any zone. I don't think unless he tries to surprise, surprise somebody. Um, they will do some pressing full court after made free throws. Uh, that's when they'll get into it just a halfway. Uh, Look like a zone press to me out of free throw maids. So you'll do a little bit of that as far as, uh, and, and you never, you never, you always want to talk about this year, but since this is media stuff, he's had a really, really good recruiting year for next year. He's really gotten a lot of good people. Uh, should have a very, very fine team from what I can get. I don't know about the kids he's gotten because I don't keep up with, with uh, high school basketball like I used to. So, but he's, you know he he'll be fine with what's going on. He just he kind of takes things in stride, and um, you know that's that's the way he's always operated. And his kids have always played hard, and and uh, he's always had very talented kids. He's got a talented team this year. They just and the best thing I can say to him, they just hadn't put it together uh, as a team as as well as they normally do. And and uh, we're talking now about the third conference game of the year. They went to Missouri, and Missouri just beat them on the boards and blew them out. And um, Missouri gave them different looks. And Missouri's very hard to play. They're, they're difficult. And then they came back, and they could have been very easily. They're 9-0 at home. Lost two road games uh, in the non-conference. But uh, they just about got it against LSU. They got had a one-point lead with 3.2 seconds or something on the, lock, on the clock. So, um, you know, they just hadn't found themselves. All right. So also tomorrow uh, we mentioned Vanderbilt will take on Missouri 11 o'clock. Uh, 12 o'clock, Georgia, uh, who was 11-3, and 1-0, and will take on Florida. Florida uh, really gave a game away at Auburn, and then they uh, lost at home in the Jersey game against Texas A&M. They're off to an 0-2 start, so it's almost like a must-win for Florida, unless they want to get eliminated pretty much from conference. Uh, from yeah, it's going to be a new experience as Georgia going in there. The old coach is going back to play against his old players. Yeah. Uh, the Florida coach is at Georgia now, uh, Mike White. And, um, you know, it's a little bit different when you go back and you're dressing in the visitor's dressing room rather than your home dressing room. And and um, some boo you, some say hello, and some don't. Some are glad you're gone. Some wish you were back. Most of them are glad you're gone, usually. And uh, Florida has, has come in and not done much. So certainly it'd be a, a big feather in, in Georgia's cap if Mike could go to there and win. I don't know that he can, but it would be a big feather in his cap. He knows how to play them. He knows who's good and who's bad, so that will be interesting. All right, other games, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, both teams uh, looking for yeah. – uh, their first conference win, Mississippi State, played okay against Alabama, got absolutely annihilated, annihilated. Uh, against Tennessee. Uh, what are your thoughts there? Should Mississippi State? I, I think uh, Mississippi State wins, but uh, there, there's, you know, you can brag about the defense all you want to, and they switch you all the time. They do a lot of different things defensively, but uh, you've got, you know, it's 
it's you've got to have some offense. You know, we we see we see football going as offensive football now. Uh, we just do, and we see basketball going a little bit more as offensive basketball because of the three point shot. And when you can't shoot the ball, you, you have a very hard time. I don't care how good you are defensively, you've got to be able to sign shooters that can play, and uh, that's that's the big key. Mississippi State doesn't have shooters. Uh, means that Ole Miss will stay in the game. Probably at the end of it, State wins it. But uh, um, unless Ole Miss is, you know, gets gets on the boards, uh, so I would say it's going to be a tough one. For, for, uh, for yeah, Miss. Tennessee, South Carolina, that won't be a game. No, LSU, no game. Uh, Joe, catch that. LSU at Texas A&M. We'll see if LSU. Texas A&M is one of these teams. They don't do well early. Buzz's teams get better. As the year goes on, so they're sitting there at one and zero, the yeah. opportunity to knock off LSU, and then Arkansas travels to Auburn. Uh, I think that's a must win for Auburn, to be quite honest yeah. with you. Uh, and Arkansas, well, both teams are one and one. That's a that's the biggest game of the day, probably that in the Kentucky Alabama game in the SEC. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, Arkansas is uh, is good. Uh, haven't played great. You know, got beat out of LSU. Um, and Auburn is their big guys scored tried to score the other day, and and they're a little bit, uh, you know, he's he's letting whoever wants to shoot shoot pretty much, and uh, that's that's the way coaches play now. And um, um, all the big kids, the big junior college kid, not junior college, the kid they got from uh, the big left handed kid, I can't call his name now. I don't have their roster in front of me, but. Uh, there, he he the big guy that posts up for them. I'll find Broom. Yeah, Broom. Broom is. It played. Uh, I thought played okay and shot the ball pretty well. He made one against Georgia, and therefore he thought he needed to shoot every time he got it, and he did, and he didn't quite play as well. They're not a team. They don't have the guards. They don't have the backcourt that they've had. Auburn. I'm speaking of. They don't. Uh, they, you know, they don't shoot as well. They're they're not quite as good defensively as they have been. Uh, they should have a great chance to win because it's at Auburn and the crowd will be there to to, to really give them a lot of boost. But uh, uh, they'll have to play the, even at home with the crowd there, and they'll they'll have to play awfully well to beat beat Arkansas. Arkansas Arkansas is not quite where they need to be yet because of the injuries they've had, but. Uh, you know, the more they play, the better they get. So it'll it'll be an interesting game. All right, we'll take a break. We got Cowboy holding. We'll get to Cowboy when we get back. But then let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, attorneys who are uh, people. You'll see Bob at the game tomorrow, and uh, his his firm is very very good. Uh, they know the law. They know the changes in the law. They they know exactly how to handle people, and they handle them in the right way. They're attorneys that they represent you. In the right way, and hopefully you won't need them. But if you do, you give them a call at three four five one two three four. They'll visit with you on telephone, and then if you need to go further with it, you go by seven zero one Rice Mine Road. Visit with the three of them, and they will do everything they possibly can to to show you the the out that you need, and they'll represent you if that's what you want to do. Prince Glover and Hayes, outstanding attorneys and people who um, can can do a, a very very good job for you. At a, at a period of time where you need so. And I, while I'm on, on doing this, I, I will mention 
a constant companion animal hospital at uh, 205-635-0313. Anytime you've got a pet that's a problem and you haven't been ever been to a constant companion, they'll give you a half price to come down and meet them, and, and they'll do a good job for you. This is Todd 100.9. That's the home of Alabama Sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama Crimson Tide football's annual A-Day game will be held on Saturday, April 22nd, 2023. Former Alabama running back Trey Sanders is transferring to TCU. Former Alabama defensive back Shaheem Carter is signing with the Tennessee Titans practice squad. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. Run it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, authorities still working that wreck involving an overturned vehicle on US 82 westbound at Ecola Road. You can expect delays. And the railroad crossing at Greensboro at the train station will have intermittent closings today, so you might want to use 359 instead. It's a brand new month, brand new year, and brand new savings for you at Townsend Nissan. Go grab a deal. I'm Captain Ray. Stock up and save big now, store-wide at the Lowe's Truckload Event. For a limited time, save up to 50% on select... ...coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking... Fencing, playsets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another cool and dry day today with a sunny sky, Tuscaloosa's high 59. Clear tonight, the low 37. For tomorrow, partially sunny with a high at 63. Sunday, cloudy, some light rain at times. Sunday's high at 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 37 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. I don't know if I can explain it. Cause there's really nothing different at all The sun still burns, the earth still turns Rain's Pest Control, serving over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi Since 1973, let the good folks at Wayne's Make sure your home protected from this unwanted pest this fall Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control and mosquito prevention services They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy Give them a call to 866-WAYNES-1 for $60 off your initial pest control service. All right, get to the Wayne's hotline. Get Cowboy in. Good morning, Cowboy. Good morning. Happy New Year, Barry and Coach. I uh, hope you guys are doing well. Hey, I guess uh, since these guys are Alabama former players or Alabama players, we might start being a TCU fan out here. We're going to have a kind of a mini Alabama collection out here on the TCU team, looks like. 
So we got three guys now. Brock Meyer, Trey Sanders, and JoJo Earl. Might be more to come. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you get Brock Meyer, and then who's from uh, you know from Texas, and then those coaches probably lean on him and say, "Hey, who else over there should we take?" So. Um, I think it's probably a pretty good sign that he probably said good things about uh, Trey Sanders and JoJo Earl. Um, so, yeah, three of those guys are going, and I'm sure they probably picked his brain about whether they should do it or not. A lot of people thought Trey Sanders was going to go to Colorado, uh, but uh, nope, he's going to TCU. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, Brock Myers from Fort Worth, and uh, JoJo Earl's from Alito, which is. 20, 20 miles west of Fort Worth. It's a growing area, so they're, they're probably pretty familiar with it. Yeah. But, hey, I guess the main reason why I called was uh, it's kind of a sad situation, I guess, down there in Austin, but I figured that's probably going to happen. How long do you think it'll take him to get his situation cleaned up, Barry, and kind of rehabilitate, I guess, maybe get a job? Or uh, you're talking about Chris Beard. Uh, the best thing that yeah. happened for him is, uh, you know, they tried to get. I looked. I read the letters went back and forth from the attorneys uh, from the university to his attorney, and then the letter back to them. And they were regular, really caught off guard. He felt like the uh, his attorney felt like the uh, athletic department athletic director felt like the coach Beard was innocent and everything was going to work out. And then out of the clear blue. Uh, they came in and basically said, you either can resign or be fired. And, and, uh, but I don't think he was going to get his money either way. So he, uh, chose for them to have to just fire him. And now he, I think he needs to just hope this thing gets kicked out of court, uh, to where, you know, I know his fiance came back and said that was not her intention to get him arrested. She was the initial aggressor. Uh, so I, for his sake, he probably hopes it should get kicked out, and then maybe it'll take a year or two, and then maybe he can come back in at a lower level and recap, kind of like maybe Hugh Freeze did. So I don't know. It's a tough tough deal for he and his fiance, yeah, did, fiance there. Did you know him since he had coached at Little Rock? Uh, yeah, I, I – Dad knows him. Go ahead, Dad. Go ahead. I had met him. I uh, went over to speak at uh, Derek Fisher's day, and he was there, and – uh Met him, visited uh, with him there. There, I, I, he's he's done a really really good job. He brought in a lot of good players into Little Rock. Did a good job there. Yeah, so uh, he's a Bobby Knight, he's a Bobby Bobby Knight disciple uh, is what he is, and uh, so hopefully I, f- I feel bad uh, for everybody involved. It's a tough situation. Yeah, well, um, Kentucky tomorrow, Alabama. I guess that's a big game for Kentucky. I guess. They don't want to go down, what, 0-2 in the league? Or? Well, they got no, one. No, they're 1-1 one one right now. Yeah. Oh, they're 1-1. One one. They're 1-1. Yeah. Okay. But is you'd this like Missouri to... team pretty good? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, they are good. What were you going to say, Barry? Um, if you, you know, beating Alabama for Kentucky is big because when you beat one of the top teams, the tiebreakers and all those type of things, it's always good to put a – win against a really, really good team. That's what it would be. It would be a really a quality win for Kentucky if they could go on the road and knock off uh, Alabama. I, yeah. I'm I'm a little bit worried that people, you know, Kentucky's unranked. 
Uh, think it's going to be an easy game. Uh, it's a trap game for Alabama if they don't come ready and the fans aren't well, I ready. I don't yeah. think it's a trap game, but I mean, I think Alabama will be ready to play because Kentucky's Kentucky regardless. Well, you yeah. hope the fans come and they create an atmosphere that uh, gives Alabama home court advantage. Yeah. Hey, back to one thing. With Texas coming in the SEC, Texas football, Texas basketball, what is the Texas basketball job thought of in the coaching circles? Is it like a, a, a high, high, high well, job? Well, it was thought of. It was thought of with Rick Barnes there as a team that. Uh, should have got should have got to the final four more, and then they always criticized him for for getting beat in the NCAA tournament. Uh, they would get to the tournament, but not do as, you know not even win a game. But uh, yeah. you know they they've always been a team when Rick was there that recruited you know got the good good recruits out of the state of Texas. They just never did quite get over the hump. Kansas and that bunch sort of was the leading people to you know get ahead there, but. You know, Texas was good basketball, good basketball program because there's a lot of good players in the state, and you and you're, right. yeah, and you have to be darn sure that you you're getting the right ones, and Texas did that. They just weren't as good as the Kansases were. They got a new arena. Yeah, they got a new arena there as well, so which makes the job right. more attractive, I'm sure, Cowboy. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting. I wonder, wonder if they might go after somebody that, with SEC experience that. Uh, you know, kind of knows how the league them coming into the league. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. They may they may hire the assistants. You can't tell. Yeah, they won't have a pro- money. Won't be a problem if they want to. They'll make a run. It. You know, I could see them making a call here to Tuscaloosa to kind of gauge uh, yeah. coaches' interest for sure. Well, who wouldn't? Why wouldn't I you? Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, look, enjoy the show. You guys take care, and uh, what y'all what y'all thinking this? Uh, Football game Monday, Georgia and a blowout or be close. That Georgia TCU. I think I think Georgia uh, will win the game. I think Tennessee will play out of Tennessee. TCU will play their fannies off. I, yeah, I really okay, do. Yeah, I, I, I think Tennessee will play hard. I would t- Tennessee TCU will play hard, but I think uh, you know I think Georgia probably wins. Thank you, Cowboy. Yeah. Well, look, y'all, uh, y'all have a good one. Thank Bye-bye. you, Cowboy. All right, uh, Dad. Uh, let's talk coordinators here. Uh, we, we've talked about Bill O'Brien. I think if he can find a a good situation, maybe in the NFL, he will will move. I don't know that. Uh, Pete Golding. There's been rumors about him. You know, I know his wife's from Mississippi. They went to Delta State. Uh, he's from Hammond, Louisiana, which is basically Mississippi. Uh, I'm sure Lane Kiffin knows him. He's a known as an excellent recruiter. Um, I think sometimes when the negativity, you know, you know, he hears the negativity. At some point, you just, you've had enough of it. Uh, and I know Alabama fans, the ones that don't know anything or want him to leave so bad, you know, whatever. Did it ever come to a point where he just says, you know what, man, that's, I'm out of here. Uh, it's just nothing I do is enough. I've, I've recruited really, really well. We were – in the national championship game last year, we beat Georgia in the deal. We, uh, you know, we did have a little bit of a down year. Do you get tired of that? I guess is the point where you might really consider going to somewhere like an Ole Miss and, and just walking away from the negativity. I don't think so. Okay, I, I think you stay with it. 
I, I think you know Alabama fans don't know their butts from left field about about what he does defensively and uh, what he calls it's a defensive group uh, that that does the coaching and the recruiting has been very good for him and I I would doubt that he leaves I could be dead wrong I know nothing but I just think I, I to answer your question I don't think he worries about it <laughs> I uh, really don't do you but don't do you. Does that sometimes take the fun out of the coaching when sure. everybody always well, sure is just so sure. negative? About, I mean, of course. Well, the problem the problem that you have is the people who are running their mouths and talking don't know anything about football. They don't know anything about people. They don't know anything about football. You know, they, you know, they, you know, there's, I don't know anything about being a doctor. And so, uh, you know, I may criticize the doctor. I don't know anything about it. And uh, I don't know anything about doing a lot of things. So I don't. But coaching is out there where everybody can see it. Everybody thinks that they have the answers to it. And it's always a situation where after the fact, they tell you what they would have done. Uh, If you have the hole open with a play that you run and the hole should be open and it's not open because somebody misses a block or something, it's the coach's fault. Uh, If a guy drops the ball, the pass offense is not any good. The quarterback is no good. Players win games. Uh, coaches can help players win games, but players basically win games. It's like James Stalin said. It's a game. Football is a game of players. Now you can help them. You can make them play. You can get them to play better on occasions. Uh, you can do a lot of things with them. But as far as as far as really, you know, the game itself, the players win the game. And if they go in there, if you if you teach them wrong and they go in there and play well, you win the game. And good, you have to have better players than your opponent. That's what I tried to do. And you have to be darn sure that those good players that you have play hard. And I don't, I don't think Alabama's problem has been playing hard. I think they played hard. I think their head coach sees to that. So I, I, I just, I, I don't think they'll get two better. Uh, coordinators than the, than the two they have but uh, that's, that's for the head coach to decide not for the fans to decide yeah Joe uh, you, you're on a lot of these shows uh, you got your own show producing uh, other shows and you know Sometimes, and of course, everybody says, "Well, oh, he makes so much money." That's just just part of it. But you know, guys got three young kids. Actually, they go to TA. To be honest with you, uh, they're pretty young. They probably don't hear. Maybe the older boy does hear some of the negativity. Uh, would you blame him? Sometimes it gets old. Eventually, everybody questioning everything they do. The well, time, the next place he goes, it won't be the same way. Yeah, but the time that you spend, like in there watching film and away from your family and and these things, and then the negativity. Would you blame him? I guess, Joe. I'm asking I you. Blame, really, I blame some of the players occasionally. Would you blame him if he said, "You know what? I, I will go to Ole Miss, uh, Lane." And I got a relationship from when he was here. Would you blame him? I guess. Not at all. No, yeah. not at all. Every time that Alabama gives up two yards, it's fire Pete Golding. It's fire Pete Golding. Uh, the standard that he's held to is uh, a, a, an absurd standard. So, uh, you know, no, not at all. He can go to Ole Miss and give up 25 points a game, and they'll love him. Yeah, so we'll see uh, what happens. There's more to it. It's a better job here, obviously. But there comes a time when uh, – you just say enough's enough, and I you know, get it. Started, guys, they, guys making two. that crap on the Georgia coast. They said, oh, he, he got on the blackboard, and he stole the players' names on the blackboard. 
he went after this kid and got that kid at Georgia because he stole the names. Crap, crap. Yep. my butt. Yeah, all right. Uh, we'll take this break. First domain condos. Uh, Gary and I talk about them every day. First of all, the location is absolutely outstanding. The historic district of Norport is a beautiful area, a safe area. It's a gated community uh, with security cameras right there. A three bedroom, three and a half bath, stainless steel appliances. They got granite countertops, internet direct TV provided right there for you at the condo, which is a humongous savings as well. Ten foot ceilings, large patios with upper level river views. You're a stone's throw from downtown Tuscaloosa, getting your car right over the bridge. Another two minutes, you're at Bryant Denny Stadium. So the location's outstanding. Give them a call today. Tell them you heard it on. Inside the locker room of the Gary Harris Show, get one month of free rent. 205-657-7465 or go to firstdomaincondos.com. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, and Pearl River Resort. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's daily update on Bama Sports, and it's brought to you by Everwood Treatment Company, the official treated lumber of Alabama athletics. Everwood, wood treated right. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Alabama head coach Nate Oates looks forward to Saturday's matchup with Kentucky and Tuscaloosa. Kentucky's always a great rebounding team. Their offense is aided tremendously by their offensive rebounding, so we, we got it, and obviously Sheboy's probably the best rebounder in the country, so we're going to have to do a better job rebounding Saturday, but... All in all, happy with the guys. Thought the ball moved. We took care of it. You know, the guys made shots. It was a good night overall. We just got to clean up a few things. Third group, even though we're playing a lot of freshmen, you know, we've got four freshmen in the rotation. Strong starting three of them. I think some of them are really just playing high-level basketball for the first time. I mean, not to say that the high school level they played at wasn't high-level, but it, it's not the SEC. So I'll have more in a moment. Producing championship quality lumber is not an easy process, but at Everwood Treatment Company, it's our only process. Wood treated right. Everwood is championship quality lumber for decks, outdoor structures, commercial jobs, and more that you can build your reputation on. No rot, no decay, no termites, no problems. Just wood treated right. To locate your local Everwood store, visit everwoodtreatment.com. Everwood Treatment, official lumber of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Join us for Alabama men's basketball against Kentucky on Saturday at Coleman Coliseum. Our radio coverage across the network will begin at 11 a.m. Central, leading you up right to tip-off at 12 p.m. For a full listing of our radio affiliates, head to RollTide.com. Don't forget, you can also listen on the Varsity Network app, as well as watch the courtside cam on all CTSN social media outlets. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Everwood. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, authorities still working that wreck involving an overturned vehicle on US 82 westbound at Ecola Road. You can expect delays. And the railroad crossing at Greensboro at the train station will have intermittent closings today, so you might want to use 359 instead. It's a brand new month, brand new year, and brand new savings for you at Townsend Nissan. Go grab a deal. I'm Captain Ray. Football is back, and no one does it better than the sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. This season, you can watch the games with nothing on the line. Boring. Boring. 100.9 app. Won't you 
www.alabama1.org. We talked to Mike Brown in the first hour. All the different products and services out there. They get a one-stop shop. Get your uh, insurance, your credit card, your mortgage, your car loan, your investments. You can do it all right there at Alabama One. Swing by any one of the local branches. Sit down with somebody today, and they will take great, great care of you. All right, Dad, you coming down for the game tomorrow? Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be for the game. Let's see if Jack wants to go with me. I didn't know if he wanted to go or not. I hadn't called him, so. All right, maybe I'll let you take Mac. What time are you getting down here, Jack or Mac? Jack or Mac? Which, what time are you getting down? Well, I'll take Jack. Jack would be easier to take, but I'll take Mac if Jack can't go. Jack may have something to do. He just dished Mac. You hear that, uh, Joe? He's getting I'll Mac take, I'll take Heisman. Mac. Hey, you're uh, uh, coach is spot on. Huh? Uh, probably easier to go with uh, sophomore in high school than junior. Four or five-year-old. Well, so Jack, Jack may not want to go because I leave with two minutes to go in the game. Oh, well, I mean, you can do is text us. We can come over and get Mac. Uh, anyway, all right, we'll figure it out. Uh, yep, yeah, so tomorrow, great uh, opportunity for Alabama. Uh, I hope the arena's uh, electric. I hope the students should be getting back. School starts uh, back next week, so hopefully it'll be a jam-packed house for Alabama and Kentucky. We'll get out of here and make way for the Gary Harris Show. Gary is in next, and Kentucky is used to that environment, so it won't – shock them. It's like Alabama football going on the road. That's an everyday occurrence for those guys. So, should be a great game over at Coleman Coliseum. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody. to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.